This is going to be dicey, folks, real dicey, because uh, we have no internet here, and I am borrowing from a neighbor next door, and uh, that being the case, well, if it cuts out or something like that, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, give me a second here while I set up, um, I got to set up the, uh, uh, the chat room. You know, I may just not set it up today, given, yeah, let's just forget that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> again, I don't know how you're receiving me. I don't know um, what, because we've got two concrete walls between um, between me and the um, source. And um, anyway, <laughs> okay. So, um, man, I really would, uh, no, nah, it's okay. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sweat it, folks, okay? I'm really not. If you're getting me, you're getting me. If not, you're not. Uh, if there is a problem, if you can send uh, an email to... Um, <laughs> I'm okay. Hold on a second. I got to find a... Okay. If you can send an email to otm.host at gmail.com, only if you're seeing any problems, Okay. All right. I don't even know if there's anybody out there. I'm doing a show on Saturday. I'm, I, I wanted to do the show yesterday, and, and the uh, Internet messed up on me, and the day before, and the Internet messed up on me. So uh, um, I got a very fragile situation here, and uh, so we'll just hope for the best. Okay. We, we can do that. We can hope for the best, right? And uh, I'm going to do something here. Only because my curiosity really has me going here. Okay. Uh, we might have a problem here, but uh, let's see. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, hold on a sec. Okay. So it looks like it's coming through okay. And um, I'm going to set up this pop-out chat here and put it over here. Oh, mamma mia. All right. Okay. I see it's giving us problems, huh? Okay, well, let's get rid of the chat. Chat went away. That stopped. Okay, anyway, let's see what happens, okay? And we'll go from there. Um, I had a video to show. I don't think I'm going to be doing that. And uh, I'm going to see uh, if I can run a cable from my neighbor's house to here uh, when they, when I get a chance, when I see them. And... Uh, and then we can go from there. That that would be the most awesome way to go. And um, anyway, so here we are, opposing the matrix. It's Saturday. It's the 15th of July already at 3.05 in the afternoon. 3.05 in that afternoon. Okay. All right. So, first of all, I wanted to, to bring to your attention, if you haven't heard from it or, about it already, that... Uh, our illustrious leader, our, our wonderful and marvelous, uh, esteemed uh, great leader, has decided to send 3,000 troops over to Europe. Now, here's my question. We've already got thousands of troops in Europe. What are we sending 3,000 more over there for? Okay. <laughs> I mean, if just Ramstein Air Force Base probably has 3,000 people there. 
And then you have all the different army bases, the Air Force bases, the, the uh, Marine camps, uh, you name it, uh, Navy bases, two of them in Italy that I know of, you know, and uh, what about England? We got tons and tons of soldiers in England, yet we're sending troops, 3,000 more. Um, this kid wasn't born yesterday. And this kid knows that if they're sending 3,000 troops over, they're probably going to be sitting on the border of Ukraine waiting their orders to go in. Okay? So if you haven't lived through a world war, and not many of us have, uh, you may be living through one soon. Thought you know that because of uh, uh, Slow Joe. Um so if you're ready, for, if you're ready for a war, then uh, one's coming your way, and uh, pretty quickly. Uh, if the Democrats have anything to say about, it. have you realized that uh, the really the only time we get into a war is when the Democrats put us into one? Yeah, okay. There was the 9/11 attacks, and we went into what was it? Um, uh, Afghanistan and, and Iraq, Iraq. Um, and then there was the Kuwait thing. And those were both George W. Bush. Uh, actually, no. One of them was H.W. Bush. And the other one, uh, the second one uh, that in uh, 2000 was uh, George W. Bush. And uh, anyway, so they're the ones that, uh, they're the Republicans that sent us in office, but in, in, in the war, I mean. But uh, think about it this way. Uh, first of all, um, that war was not a just war, okay? It had... The Bushes had their reasons for going in there, and it wasn't all catching terrorists, okay? Um, if you fought over there, I'm not mocking what you did, okay? I'm not saying that you're, what you did was in vain because uh, a lot of good things came out of that, okay? But um, I'm just saying that <laughs> where the Bushes are concerned, uh, they really beat around the bush because uh, they wouldn't want to let us know the truth about why we were really there. If you believe some of the conspiracy theory, <laughs> conspiracy, conspiracy, oh, the people that believe in conspiracies, um, conspiracists, um, we went in there uh, to Baghdad because there was a Stargate there. I don't know about that. I, I wouldn't put it past them, but who knows? Um, so anyway, um, yeah. So, and all you guys that uh, think that you, you're going to get away without the draft, well, I got news for you. <laughs> this country reinstitutes the draft, and they will if we go to a war that big. Um, although, you know, a war, that, a war with Russia could last for uh, three or four hours, and then it's all over with. Uh, the earth would be a burnout cinder. But uh, if you read scripture, it doesn't happen in... Uh, and Russia does survive because Russia is, is um, talked about in Ezekiel 38 and 39 as coming down and attacking Israel. Um, after Yahweh puts a, um, a hook, that's what he says. I'm going to put your hook in your mouth and I'm going to draw you down to the land. Okay. Um, what that hook is, uh, you and I have both to guess that um, it hasn't happened yet. Um but uh, it's, it's going to happen pretty soon. Um, so any plans that this government and NATO have of getting rid of Russia, it's not going to work, okay? Uh, especially if Russia remains intact the way it is now. Um, they're talking about splitting Russia up into three parts if they were to conquer Russia in a war. 
Um, not going to happen. You think Putin's going to sit on his hands while, while, while Slow Joe does stuff? Or Brandon? Let's call him Brandon from now on. Um, okay. Uh, some of the articles I was looking at yesterday were talking about the mandate. And because uh, they were talking about re recruiting and how it's down this year, or was it last year and it is again this year. Uh, and they were talking about the mandate. Well, the mandate ended on February of 2003. But what they don't tell you is that. Can do it. Okay. And that means all the people under them getting shots and, and, and everything else, you know, the death shot, the kill shot. Um, so while it's over, it's not, it's definitely not totally over. Okay. And you know, darn well, those generals in the Pentagon didn't get the shot. Okay. And now we learned the other day that uh, some of the more lethal uh, vaccinations happen to go to red states. Are you surprised about that? Are you really? I'm not. Um, but the, the thing is that a lot of, uh, I would see yeah, some, some conservatives took the shot. Okay. Took the vaccines and, and the boosters. Okay. But not as many as the liberals that live in those States. Okay. So, um, if you kill off, uh, a quarter of the, the conservatives in, in blue States, um, or excuse me, in red States, and you kill off seven eighths of the liberals in, in uh, red states, you're basically accomplishing what uh, conservatism wants to do. You know, you want to just have a place to live where we can practice our um, our form of government uh, in peace without um, hindrance. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So what you did is you ended up killing a bunch of liberals in the red states and uh, the conservatives are all gonna live on like they have forever. Um, and they'll just be stronger red states, too, uh, if that's possible. I can't imagine Florida being a stronger red state than it is already, but who knows? I don't know. I'm not, uh, I'm not the Grand Poobah. I'm not the, uh, the Oracle. Okay. So if you were a young man, and um, maybe some of you are, let me just say, if I was a young man and I was considering enlisting into the uh, any one of the branches, right? I, I think you know. To be honest with you, I'd probably go into the um, uh, the Navy, uh, maybe the Air Force, but the Navy for sure. Um, I don't. know. I just have a like for the Navy. I really do. I I like that the Navy has. It's basically its own nation because it's got an Air Force. It's got a it's got a soldier force, you know, like the Marines uh, are the soldiers. It's got, uh, of course, a Navy and uh, and an Air Force. So it's it's all one uh, one entity, okay. And, and that's why it's nice to know that the Navy is behind Donald Trump. So um, anyway, so you know, I'm thinking. Let's just hypothetically here. I'm thinking. Well, you know, I'm I'm 20 years old and. And I want to get some skills. I want to get on the GI Bill. I want to be able to, uh, if the GI Bill still exists, I don't even know if it does, but I want to uh, get some money to put towards college, you know, when I get out, when I muster out. Um, I want to have a skill when I get out so that I can, you know, just leave my job in the military and just go right to work in the private sector. Um, 
and they afford a lot of good things that <clears throat> where you could do that. <clears throat> For instance, the Navy, okay, it's got its own nuclear program. So if you were smart enough and you wanted to, you could uh, get trained in, in nuclear physics or whatever it is. And then, bam, you got a job when you get out. Uh, if you want to be an airline mechanic or, um, or work in an airport or something, you get, bam, you, you've got it. If you want to uh, <clears throat> be the captain of the love boat, um, just train and work up the ranks, become the captain in the Navy, and you've got your credentials. <clears throat> there's almost no, <clears throat> when it comes to it, there's almost no uh, bad thing about the Navy. Okay, well, yeah, you could uh, be on a ship that gets torpedoed and get eaten by sharks, but uh, when's the last time that happened? What, 1943? No, 1945. That's right, the USS Indianapolis. Okay, so let's see. I made a list here. See, a list. I'm practicing my cursive, and I'm pretty darn good at it. Um, <clears throat> I don't mind saying. All right. One thing to remember is, <clears throat> pardon me, folks. <clears throat> the military joins, uh, owns you when you join up, okay? Sands or butts, you belong to them, all right? They tell you when to go to sleep, when to wake up. They tell you when to go to the bathroom, when it's okay to eat, the whole nine yards. Okay. And you don't say bathroom in the Navy, you say the head. Okay. All right. <clears throat> All right, so, okay, uh, you watched, or let's say me, I want to go into the, let's say, Navy, and I watched what happened uh, the last two or three years about the mandates and how they all had to get the shots, and they were getting court-martialed if they didn't get the shots, and court-martialed doesn't mean you get kicked out. It means you go to jail uh, in most cases because um, that's insubordination, and that's not tolerated. And Well, I don't know anymore what they're letting in the military, they're going to have to tolerate insubordination. But anyway, um, <clears throat> but you think to yourself, hey, you know, Bill Gates uh, and his illustrious band of merry men decide to, or merry women, or merry men that used to be women, or whatever, um, decide that they want to start another pandemic, <clears throat> you're going to get that shot. You didn't take it when you were a civilian because you had that luxury, you had that, that freedom, but in the military, no. There's a bunch of people that are in the military right now that are uh, are going to either be kicked out or um, it's it's in the courts. So we'll see because they won't take the shot. And God bless them, and I hope they win. Um, let's see. All right, yeah, you get a lot of benefits when you go into the military. Okay, um, like I said, the GI Bill. Uh, you get food, food, clothing, and shelter when you're in the military. Um, some pretty good health care while you're in anyway. <clears throat> um, so you got good benefits, right? But, uh, hey, if the military decides, they can say, hey, you know what? Uh, we, you know, you didn't get the shot and, uh, and you don't want to quit. And so as an incentive, we're going to yank away all your benefits. No more GI Bill. <clears throat> no more um, health care because we're going to kick you out. Um, and everything you've signed up for, you've lost, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> yeah, take the military to court. That's pretty interesting. Okay. All right. So they can yank everything compliant. 
Uh, another thing to think about, uh, there's a whole bunch of soldiers that did take the shot and their carriers. They're, um, uh, what do they call it? They shed. Yeah, they shed the virus. Okay. So, um, and a lot of them are, uh, especially with young men <clears throat> in that age group, you know, early 20s, mid 20s, all the way into the mid 30s are coming down with myocarditis, pericarditis, and a lot of them are dying. So if you yeah, if you want to be around a sick ward where everybody's dying, yeah, join join up, you know. But uh, yeah, maybe I'm hyperinflating it, you know. But there's something that I would think about. I'm gonna be around all these people that are shedding, you know. And I really don't want to get myocarditis. And <clears throat> man, oh man. And um, and I really don't want to forge a lot of friendships because if I do, I'm gonna a lot of my friends are gonna be dying, and that's still coming up folks um okay fortunately they're finding out if you lived in a blue state which a lot of you do um that uh they sent placebos to the blue states so um anyway be thankful for that okay all right so let's see okay here's another one uh, obesity is being tolerated more and more in the military. Never was before. Man, I remember back in, uh, what was it, 1980 or 81, I went to join the Navy. And uh, <clears throat> I've always been, I've always had big shoulders. I, I was built for basically football. And, um, and a person that's built for football, especially, you know, with broad shoulders and big bones and stuff, um, you... <laughs> You, uh, you're heavier than a person that might be uh, thin in the shoulders and the same height and everything else. Um, so, you know, that's your size. So um, they, they won't take you in because they base it on a criteria. They, I usually used to kid around and say they base their criteria on people that are starving. Okay, if I, they wanted me to go down to 190 pounds and I would not have survived that. I, um, sorry, hey, I could have survived it. And um, that was one of the reasons I didn't go in. I was like, man, they're gonna want me to get down there and then stay there the rest of my life. And I just can't do that, it'll, it'll kill me. Literally it would, because <laughs> yeah, I, I, my form is just not built to carry that little bit of weight. Um, okay, but um, <clears throat> they're, they're tolerating obesity a lot more. <clears throat> So let's just say I was the 190 pounds they wanted me to be, and and I got in and everything else. Let's just say I joined the army. Okay, I'm a grunt, and um, and we go to a, a conflict somewhere, and um, with these two or three guys that are pretty large, and um, they can't run that that fast or that far because they're out of breath. Okay, so. Because they're my comrade, I would feel bound to, to protect them all so that we can all walk out of this thing together, okay? Because that's what you do. There's a camaraderie in the military that's uh, very rarely seen outside of the military scene. So, um, you know, I'd be trying to help these guys get along. Um, and then because they're obese and they took the shot, you know, i got to worry about are they going to keel over in the, in the hole, the foxhole? Um, are they going to... Are they shedding on me right now? You know, 
a lot of things to think about. So, no, there's another reason not to join up. Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, we talked about the obese have health issues. Um, in times of battle, that could be a hardship. It really could. So, uh, it's a lot easier to help somebody that's uh, what the what the society calls um, normal weight foxhole, and to help them crawl over to the next foxhole, or if they're injured, to save them. Uh, if a guy that weighs a hundred pounds over his weight gets shot, you know. It's going to have to be, you're going to have to move on because um, the military doesn't want two dead soldiers. Um, one's bad enough. Okay. And again, we talked about uh, breathing issues. We talked about, um, here's the one that you never think about, snoring. You're in a foxhole in the middle of the night trying to keep quiet so the enemy doesn't know where you, you are and you're, two or three guys that are in with you, let's just say they're all a little overweight and they all got breathing problems and they snore. <sighs> yeah, you're going to be able to hide that from the enemy, right? <clears throat> no, you're not. <laughs> okay. Now, here's something that maybe some people would have considered um, and why they didn't join. Uh, the military still has their old... Um, they haven't dumbed things down enough yet to where... Um, oh, I should say, um, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen Idiocracy, but, um, in Idiocracy, he's, um, <clears throat> in, in a normal society, he's not that smart a guy. And I can't remember the whole scenario, but he somehow falls asleep for a hundred, 200 years and, and wakes up and in society, although he was, uh, you know, close to being an idiot and <laughs> in regular society at, at our time. In that time, he uh, becomes uh, one of the smartest guys in the world because everybody's been dumbed down so much. So maybe one of the factors why they're not getting a lot of people to join up and uh, why anybody would be concerned if they weren't that smart is that you're not going to pass the test. Okay, there's a lot of tests that they give, not just physical tests. They give uh, aptitude tests. They want to find out what your IQ is. They want to find out um, if you're able to take orders and remember them. Um, so a lot of things that, that you have to have when you go into the military, okay? All right. Fear of being so, okay. Uh, yeah, so you go to go in the military, and they're only going to pay you so much. Yeah, they're going to give you the GI Bill and everything, but for the next three or four years, you're a scant amount, okay? Whereas, and this happened to me. Um, get all ready to go in, getting ready, and then all of a sudden I get a call from the plumbers union. Now I'm going to be making $32 an hour in the plumbers union, and I'm just going to be skimping by in the military. So, um, what's what's better? And and, uh, and the union's going to train me. So, anyway, something else to think about, right? <clears throat> a lot of opportunities in the private sector. All right. And what about the fact that even without being in the military, with woke people all over the place. Now, you might live in a place like um, North or South Dakota. You might live in Florida. You might live in uh, the reddest red state that there is. And you don't have this much 
too much to deal with. But uh, those of us that live in blue states, we constantly have to deal with these woke people. And it's a really a pain in the neck to deal with them, okay? Pain in the neck, pain in the head, pain in the back, um, everywhere. They just give you pains wherever you, wherever you meet them. Um, and so you could, you could choose not to hang around people in the private sector, okay? But what if you're stuck? What if you're stuck in a barracks with, uh, with some of the most woke people that there are? What if some of them are... Um, and this is happening. Um, what if some of them are transvestites? What if they're transsexuals? Um, and what if they like to play hanky-panky even with people that don't want to play hanky-panky, okay? Um, you know, you got all these things to consider, you know, and you're going to have to listen to them talk. And there is, as a normal red-blooded American male, there is nothing worse than having to listen to that kind of talk and and the uh, subject matters that come up in that kind of um, environment, okay? Because it's all over the place and it's in a lot of workplaces and um, yeah, you have to be real careful when you're in those places or you can get sued, fired, or any number of things, okay? All right, so I just talked about advances by woke soldiers of sexual nature, uh, soldiers kicked out. Okay, this is um, this is a different part here. Okay, again, having to put up with that and, and um, putting up with advances that you shouldn't have to put up with in a normal, sane world. And yes, that lifestyle is insane. Okay. Now, what about the guys that have gotten kicked out? <clears throat> this is another thing you looked at. You look at okay, and even people that were honorably discharged. You know, they did their three years, their four years, and they bust out of the military, and there's nothing for them, so they're going to live out on the streets. They're living at cars. They're living in homeless camps. The whole nine yards, okay? It ain't a bed of roses when you get out. All right. But what about the, the ones that got kicked out because of the shot? They wouldn't take it. But now that mandate's over with. Do you think they should be allowed to go back in? Well, yeah, if, if they want to do that, then they should be allowed to go back in at their last rate of pay and their last rank uh, without any problems whatsoever. It should be treated as a, uh, a re-upping in, uh, in the military, you know, just uh, like you decided to take another three or four years. So, and with all the things that come with that, you know, the, the raises in grade, the raises in pay, the whole nine yards. So, yes, uh, but you see that that's not happening. So why should I go into something where I'm probably going to get kicked out and I'm probably going to end up living out on the street because I can't fend for myself and there's nobody there to help me? Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. And what about... They're talking about now that the unvaccinated in, in the military should not be able to deploy, okay, um, because they're a danger. Go figure, right? Um, you know the soldiers in those other armies didn't take. I, I seriously doubt that the Russian army um, caused their soldiers to take the vaccine, maybe at the beginning, the very beginning, but Putin got scar smart a long time ago when it came to these things. And, um He's on a a personal um, crusade to to get rid of all of the uh, 
all of the vaccines in, in Russia to destroy them. Um, so they, if they do get back in, they should be allowed to deploy. And the people that are in there now that haven't taken the shot should be able to deploy. That's why they joined. They want to break things and kill people. Okay, that's what the, the army and military does. They break things and kill people. Okay. I didn't say murder. I said kill. Okay. All right. Now, the vaccinated, um, according to um, common sense and, and to science, um, they're dangerous. Okay. When it comes to uh, close proximity. Okay. So, we should being within the distance of coughing or, or uh, well, heck, even women or women that um, that weren't vaccinated that are close to other women, you know, that were vaccinated, they're losing their babies and everything else. And um, but this would this would be you know even closer actually um, in the military. So the the vaccinated they shed the virus. Um, they can die at any time and become debilitated in battle situations. I said that before. What if you go to get the ammo from the ammo box from your buddy that's next to you and you find out that he's had a massive coronary? Um, he's grabbing his chest, breathing and heaving for air. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, you can call the medic. But then there's four guys over there that got shot. You know, and they, they need a medic too. Who do you go to first? Okay. I, I would hate to have to make that decision. Um, uh, okay, they can die um, debilitated in battleships, battle situations. Um, and what about some of the areas where people can be close uh, to other people, say uh, vaccinated people being close to unvaccinated? Um, missile silos? Why? You, you off somebody in a missile silo and, and the alarm goes off. Uh, that's not good. <laughs> All right. What about pilots? We've been hearing about pilot, uh, commercial airline pilots um, just kicking it. You know, they're alive one minute and they're grabbing their chest the next and falling to the floor, dying right in the seat. And the co-pilot has to take over. It's been happening a lot. It really has. Um, what about if you're in a submarine service? I can't think of being closer to anybody than in a submarine. You can't get away from other people in a submarine. You can have no privacy, and space is uh, just doesn't happen. And so, if they're shedding, um, they're shedding near you on a submarine. Uh, your buddy in the foxhole shedding. What if he gets shot, and you have to plug that hole in his belly with your with a shirt or with a rag or something or whatever you plug it with and uh, okay now you got his blood all over your hands and this blood is full of spike proteins okay and here's the ultimate the ultimate thing um, okay you do good in the military out and uh, they want you for the astronaut program and you go and you join the uh, the Space Force and the Space Force uh, says okay well yeah you, you are prime uh, astronaut material yeah, you know, you flew that jet uh, flawlessly during the four years that you were in the military or eight or 16 or 32 years, whatever. Um, you know, you did a really good job. So come on, be an astronaut. 
we're going to throw you up into space with a whole bunch of vaccinated people. <laughs> and you ain't coming back down for a few months, folks. Um, uh, and what about an air traffic controller? Okay, you're, he's responsible for 10 or 12 airplanes up there in the sky. And all of a sudden, he's on the floor. Stone cold dead on the floor. Um, and there's 12 or 13 or however many planes waiting for instructions from this guy. So the guy next to him, um, who's unvaccinated, now he has to take care of two radar screens until they can get a replacement for this guy. Hopefully it doesn't taste that, take that long. Um, and, and instead of being responsible for 10 or 12 uh, flights, you're responsible for 24. Um, you tell two planes to go to the same altitude and um, they're coming right at each other and you don't see it. Uh, it's not a good thing. Okay. Anyway, folks, um, now a couple of uh, articles have been written, and I'd like to maybe touch on a couple of them, if that's okay with you. Uh, we've only been on for like 34 minutes, and um, I want to go with what I can here, okay? And hopefully this radio show's been doing okay. Um, if it's not, there's nothing I can do about it. So I I've made a decision, by the way, folks, if um, – if this internet thing persists like this, and I hope it doesn't, um, man, I hope it doesn't. Um, I will do these shows kind of like Brian does his show. Um, I'll go outside and sit outside and just um, ramble into the, my, my cell phone and um, and do a show that way. So it won't be live, but it'll be something that people can download and watch. So anyway, there was an article that came out in... Um, and natural, and it's an older article. It was it was um, put online in uh, t the 28th of uh, October of 2022 by Arsenio Toledo. Oh, that's a cool name. Um, and it was talking about how they were short um, on on people um, in the military because. Uh, of all the things that we were discussing or I was discussing with you and, um, and other things too. So, but the name of the article is uh, vaccine mandate effects, uh, adverse effect army falls 25% short of 2022 recruitment goal. It's still that bad folks. Okay. <clears throat> um, okay. Let's see. Now, bear in mind, this was last year and uh, things uh, like the, uh, the mandate has been, been lifted and, uh, but, if a commander wants to keep it going, then it keeps going. So it hasn't really been lifted. Uh, boy, that guy that's the Secretary of Defense, he, he leaves little to be desired, does he? <laughs> it's, like, it's like the only thing he does in this life is take up uh, valuable space and breathe valuable air. Okay. United States Army missed its recruitment goal for the, the 2022 fiscal year by 25% or 15,000 new soldiers. Uh, this comes as the Army already cut its projection for how many new people it could bring into the military. The military's recruiting shortfall is occurring despite the fact that, uh, that a recent Gallup uh, survey noted that 64% of Americans 
have confidence in the nation's military. Uh, the Army is openly pro projected to recruit around 10,000 people. This year, recruits from, for 2023 could decline even further, see? Uh, let's see, the Army is also set to lose tens of thousands of National Guard and Reserve soldiers who have refused to get vaccinated, have already been, have already been cut off from their military benefits um, for not complying with the vaccine mandate, according to the Army. That same vaccine mandate could also <clears throat> be the main reason why thousands of young Americans are opting not to join the armed forces. Meanwhile, U.S. Army Secretary uh, Christine Wolf, um, noted that the Army is spending more than ever before on new technologies to replace its aging military infrastructure. Um, but all this new military tech will be worthless, especially when compared to uh, other military powers like China, if the Army can't recruit enough people to train on how to handle the new tech. We can develop uh, all the most high-tech weapon systems like we are working on right now, but if we don't have the kinds of talented, motivated individuals to use those weapon systems, we won't be able to do what we need to do, said Warmoth. Well, that's a no, no dull moment. So, uh, subtitle, number of openings in the military keeps increasing. The Army, the largest branch of the U.S. Armed Forces, has current workforce of around 466,000 people. Uh, given the poor state of the economy and the labor market, there are gaps between that number of job openings and job seekers remain, that gap remains wide. Uh, the Army is having a difficult time retaining its people and funding new recruits. <clears throat> We're competing for talent, just like all the folks in the industry are. And the job market is hot right now, said Wormuth. Um, wages have gone up a lot, and that's great for Americans, but it's making it harder for us in the Army to compete. Uh, Wormuth uh, noted that uh, all these branches of the military are having trouble recruiting. And she noted that a variety of factors other than the economy are affecting enlistment. A lot of people who do not want, uh, a number of people who do not want to sign up are turned away due to learning losses, learning losses due to the shutdown of schools and the decline of uh, fitness standards among American youth. Only about 23% of kids between 16 and 21 are able to meet the standards, and some of that, frankly, and some of that, frankly, is reflective on the problem that we have in our country with obesity," said Wormuth. Um, she added, "The behavioral, um, the behavioral health and misconduct are also factors. <clears throat> perhaps more, perhaps worryingly." Uh, for the secretary is the decreased propensity to serve or the inclination among the population to serve their country by joining the military. Wormuth uh, regarded this as uh, to be a really hard problem. Um, right now, only 9% of young Americans say they're interested in joining the military. Uh, she said, noting that uh, declining propensity to serve served is one of the military's long-term challenges. Okay, that's basically it. Okay.
Uh, let's see, we have uh, 178 military occupational specialties in the Army, and it's just not, and not just infantry. We've got data scientists, nurses, doctors, lawyers, paralegals, and I think we've got to do a better job of explaining that to young Americans and their parents. Okay. So a lot of it is, um, well, they touched on obesity, they touched on um, health, and they touched on uh, the intelligence, but most of all, it's the, the private sector that's killing things. So, but it always has been for the military, I guess. Uh, let's see what we got here. Yeah, this is a very, very, very short article. I like those. Uh, military.com. U.S. military recruiting woes are a national security crisis. Yes, I believe that. Uh, let's see. This is in the opinion section. So, okay, I was 6th of July, 2023, Bloomberg Opinion by James Stavridis. All right, America's armed services are failing to meet their recruiting goals, with the Army in particular suffering the worst sh shortfall in decades. There are many reasons behind this, but one is very surprising, uh, is very surprising, veterans themselves. Uh, recent reporting and anecdotal evidence indicate that the likelihood that children of service members will sign up or be urged to do so by their family is at a natter, whatever that is, um, or natter, uh, given that 80% of the new recruits have a relative who served in uniform, there is no understanding, there is no understanding the crisis. Okay, well, it takes care of that article. Yeah, there's another thing, right? Uncle Billy was in uh, Vietnam. Uh, brother was in uh, one of the Gulf Wars. Uh, and then you go to join up and they come up and they say, well, you know what? It's not all the better roses. Now, first of all, you get killed. Well, everybody worries about that when they join the military. But... Um, some more than others, of course, but, um, you know, you've got your uncle and your, your brother talking to you about that. Uh, and there are two people whose opinions you pretty well uh, worship. <laughs> and they're telling you not to join up because it's not all the better roses. So something to think about. All right. So let's see. We've done that article. We've done that article. Let's see. Now, uh, this is, um, if we want to touch on that real quick, there's a picture of a tape, a video of a tapeworm. I can't stand those things. Um, uh, this is, uh, let's see, where are we? PM is the name of the magazine. Okay, this is American News, January 13, 2023. Breaking, Biden calls up the U.S. military reserve units to deploy to active duty in Europe in Operation Atlantic Resolve. Okay. Sometimes I, I really wonder about this guy and how he ever got to be where he is. Um, a presidential action posted by the White House on Thursday revealed that the president, under the commander-in-chief, 
is calling up the U.S. military units to deploy to active duty in Europe under what is being called Operation Atlantic Resolve. Um, Operation Atlantic Resolve is the official name of the unofficial operation supporting the war in Ukraine and is in response to Russia's invasion of the Donbass region. Um, Operation Atomic Resolve, excuse me, Atlantic Resolve, man, that might have been a portent. Yeah, that might have been a Freudian slip uh, in the um, Operation Atomic Resolve. <laughs> okay, let's start again. Operation Atlantic Resolve has been funded under the European Deterrence Initiative and is intended thus far to strengthen NATO. The U.S. has military in Eastern Europe, uh, but has not called on Americans to fight to defend Ukraine. Well, they better not. Um, I hereby determine, this is a quote, I hereby determine it's necessary to augment the active armed forces in the United States, of the United States, for the effective conduct of Operation Atlantic Resolve in and around the United States, uh, United States European Command's area of responsibility, President Joe Biden said. Boy, doesn't that just sting when you say that, President Joe Biden? Um, as much as he authorized the ordering of any active duty units of the Coast Guard to serve as a unit of the Selected Reserve, uh, the Selected Reserve is the most ready available group of America, of, excuse me, of Army Reserve soldiers, according to the, to the U.S. military. Um, all members of the Selected Reserve can be mobilized in the event that an emergency arises that they are called upon to do so. You know, how did the emergency arise? Joe Biden. <laughs> so is this a CYA um, operation? Uh, in furtherance of this operation, Biden said, under the slated authority, I hereby authorize the Secretary of Defense, uh, yeah, Austin, um, and the Secretary of Homeland Security with respect to the Coast Guard when it is not operating as a military, or excuse me, as a service in the, in the Navy, under their respective jurisdiction, the active duty, any units, and any individual members not assigned to a unit um, organized to serve as a unit of the Selective Reserve or any member in the Individual Ready Reserve mobilization category, and designated uh, as um, essential under regulations prescribed by the secretary uh, concerning not to exceed 3,000 total members at any one time, of whom not more than 450 may be members of the already reserved as they deem it necessary and to terminate the service of those units and members ordered to take active duty. Okay. Okay, Bill Darconehead. Let's see. All right. I don't know why I said that. Um, let's see. So we're in that article, uh, Woke News. Okay. This is the last article I'm going to read. Okay, folks. Let's see how we're doing on time here. Uh, 49 minutes. This ought to take us probably close to an hour, to the hour. And let's see. This is in Wokies. W-O-K-I-E-S dot news. I don't think it's a 
parody site um, with that name, you'd wonder. But um, let's see, this was 8-18-2022 by uh, Bell Carter. But it said Billy. Um, active duty servicemen blames woke policies for Army's worst recruiting year in nearly five decades. 50 years, folks. 50 stinking years. Okay. The U.S. Army recruiting target is expected to be nearly 40,000 servicemen short in the next two years. In 2022, enlistment is forecast to miss the mark by 10,000 troops, while it could reach up to 28,000 next year. Um, those figures mean that this year is on track to be the Army's worst recruiting year in almost 50 years. Uh, an active duty Army serviceman with over 15 years of service who requested anonymity said that he is gravely alarmed about the Army falling short in recruitment numbers. With the military no longer upholding the values and oaths or the creeds it once did, what kind of new recruits should we expect to join the Army, he, he lamented. Both the military swears to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. But the military has said nothing about the previous election. I am not saying there is a there is a final answer, but as defenders of the Constitution, they owe they owe open and transparent conversations to the force and to the American people. He said. Moreover, they happily encourage mandated vaccines back to the gender issue to speak out in opposition to the Supreme Court of the United States versus way, all of which are very political, he pointed out. The serviceman also said much of America is missing the fact that the Army is intentionally uh, kicking people out of the, in a precarious way. Uh, it knows it's necessary. He is under the impression that the military is intentionally being weakened. Meanwhile, the Army plans to dodge the difficulty by offering incentives up to $1 billion in recruiting program and place more emphasis on the use of uh, reserve units. Man, that'd be neat if it was $1 billion a person, wouldn't it? I might even try that. Um, Major Charles Spears of the <clears throat> Combined Army Center told Epic, times uh, several reasons why the Army's recruiting challenges in the year ahead, what they'd be. Um, only 23% of American youths is qualified to serve without a waiver, which, uh, excuse me, with obesity, addiction, medical, and behavioral health are the top disqualifiers for the service, Spears said. The land, uh, excuse me, the land service branch of, uh, of the U.S. Armed Forces is also competing uh, with the corporate America and, and social media's virtual public shapes, square shapes, um, the value and perception of America's youth, which is increasingly unfamiliar with the benefits of Army service, he said. The American population is increasingly disconnected from serving the Army and military service, Spears said, adding that oft times influencers do not recommend military service and, uh, and the share of youth who seriously considered military military service is at a historic low of 9%. Okay, kind of gives you an idea, folks, of what they're facing, okay? Um, and a big part of it is as um, they're firing and women uh, who refuse the COVID-19 vaccines. And uh, you can't do something like that and expect more people to join. <laughs> you know, it's... Um, 
we've all had it to where we've uh, been looking for work and we tell somebody, hey, we just applied at such and such a place. And that person says, oh, somebody that worked like your friend. It's a terrible place to work. Well, there you go. These guys are getting service and um, it's because they will take the shot. And um, other people are walking up to him. How did you like the military? And, well, I did like it, but then all of a sudden they came up with all this garbage about taking a shot in my arm. And when I didn't want to do it, they got rid of me. So anyway, that does it for that, folks. Okay. So here we have Biden planning a war. Uh, he won't say that, but you know darn well he is. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Europe is sending 300,000 troops uh, to Ukraine's border. Okay. Um, I forgot to put that in before, but that's what they're doing. And so, um, yeah, so we're going to just give them a pittance, pittance of our, uh, our soldier force, which is good because we've given them all their arms that we could give them, even making ourselves short of arms and short of ammunition, which, which, uh, Biden was so nice to let our enemies know about. Yeah. Yeah. Let everybody know that we're almost out of ammo, Joe. That's really good. Um, so anyway, folks, this is what's going on. Um, he's plunging us, it looks like, into a, the next war, and it's going to be in Europe. It's going to be fighting the Russians, most likely, in or around Ukraine. And, uh, and we're not going to have an army to fight it because... <laughs> because they bastardized the army and, um, and made a lot of the, if not most of the, um, the good soldiers uh, up and leave. And the rest of them that didn't up and leave, they're getting rid of because they won't take the shot. Uh, history has shown that employers that do stuff like this don't last very long. <laughs> okay. Uh, hence, the only way to get it to happen is to reinstitute the draft and, um, well, I'm glad I'm as old as I am, because uh, I would not go fight in our Obama's, well, same difference, uh, Biden slash Obama's army. So, all right, folks, I'm going to go ahead and cash it in right there. Um, but you know what? All these things considered, okay, and if, if the country is doing a tailspin into the sewer, you know, um, Remember, if you're a believer, you are an ambassador for another king. Okay? I am, you are. All my family is. Okay? We're ambassadors for another kingdom. <clears throat> uh, like Larry Norman says, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. And that's what we're supposed to be doing, just passing through. But at the same time, we identify with our, our brothers and sisters, uh, our fellow humans, because we are humans just as they are. And... Um, and we worry about them because we don't want this, them to experience what we were once heading towards at a rapid speed. Um, so I, I say that to say this, that um, if this is in the cards, let's say, uh, God's hand of cards uh, for the United States, and, and this is it, well, then this is it. Nothing you can really do about it. Um, but if it's not it, then we should be doing everything we can to fight against it. Um, prayer first. Prayer first. 
and then uh, other things later. But um, yeah, we need to be praying against what's going on. If it's if it's something that we feel that is not of uh, Yahweh, and um, and we need to get closer um, to our brothers and sisters in, in Yeshua. And um, anyway, this should drive us closer to be want to be closer together with our loved ones, with our our brothers and sisters in Yahweh. So, and if it's not doing that, then you're doing something wrong. So, um, if you are not doing that and you're and you are doing something wrong uh just ask the lord what to do to make it all right okay you may have to humble yourself or like joe biden says you may have to humble yourself <clears throat> okay oh my goodness i saw a cartoon today uh it was trump you've probably seen this and it um it hits biden going up the stairs of the airplane then it bounces off, and you hear it hitting Biden getting off the bicycle. And then it hits Biden uh, tripping on the stage at the Air Force Academy. <laughs> Folks, if you make that kind of stuff up, I love it. Keep it coming. Um, anyway, <clears throat> just trust in Yahweh. He knows what's going on. He knows what he has, says, says the Lord. He knows the plans he has for you. Okay. And they're all good. They're good to bring him glory and to bring you closer to him. So that having been said, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to rise upon you be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out, your coming in, your rising up, your lying down. May he give you the peace that passes all understanding. And may you live your life as the glorify Yahweh in heaven. In Yeshua's name, amen and amen. Good night, folks. Well, yeah, close to good night. And hopefully this turned out okay. And if it did, we'll keep going this way. If not, we have one more thing we can do. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs>